How's it going, Drew? Hey, good, man. Um, I think we're going to have, not I think, I know we're going to have an, a, a different episode. Yeah, a very special kind of episode today. Oh, yeah. Um, this week and next week, this is going to be CarCast with Josh and not Drew. Josh. Well, this is Drew. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, before we get started, let's go ahead and cover the normal bases. You could check us out at nothing to say podcast at gmail.com and on Instagram, nothing to say pod. And uh, yeah, so this is a bit of a different set of episodes yes. we're going to have this week and next week. Yes, yeah, so we're going to have a, a, a first time two parter. Yeah, it's going to be a two parter in uh, that we recorded in, as a one charter. One <laughs> shotter. One shotter. Yeah. One shotter. Um, it, it's except, actually ex- except except I wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and I think we do address that soon, um, as as the episode starts. But it's actually going to be featuring my wife and I, Lauren, on our drive back from drive back. Okay, it's not drive, drive to back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. This is a drive back. Okay. From Chattanooga, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Enjoy. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Josh. And Lauren. Oh, that's not, that's not Drew. So this is, this is a, this is a car podcast. Uh, you know, something that you guys are getting more of because we have less time to do these, Drew and I. And we have a special guest today. We have my wife, Lauren. How's it going, Lauren? It's going well. How, um, so what have we, what have we been doing today? Do you want to let the audience know? <laughs> well, we're in the car. Doing? We're in the car, okay. That's so established. So we've been driving a lot this morning. Okay, why is that? Where, where are we going? Where, we where, came where, to where Chattanooga. We, we came to Chattanooga. We, we drove all of two and a half hours and did what? And we checked on turning in your car because your lease is just about up. Yeah, yeah. And how long car shopping did we actually spend? Uh, probably about 20 minutes. So we drove two and a half hours, went to two dealerships for all of 20 minutes. No, well, actually one and dealership. Longer, yeah. Yeah, so we came to Acura to turn in my car. My lease is over at the end of the month. And if you guys don't know, there's a website, leasehacker.com, that they post all these sweet lease deals. So back in 2016, I found the deal I have on my car. Where I was basically paying three seventeen a month, and then I added some other stuff to the payment, which is which was a mistake, but we'll talk about that later. Um, three seventeen a month for an Acura TLX. So I went from a Kia Spectra, two thousand eight Kia Spectra. I turned in an eight year old piece of garbage and upgraded to the car I'm currently in, which was awesome. Yeah, it was and a great then, car. Yeah, it's a great car. Three years later, it's time to turn the great car in and see if I can get close to the deal that we made three years ago. And unfortunately, I can't get anything nearly as good, which is upsetting. But I think we're still getting a solid deal. Um, but but yeah, so basically we did a lot of shopping, a lot of talking back and forth, a lot of talking to other dealerships and wheeling and dealing. And I ended up back basically where I started, which was back with Acura. And... Yeah, and then I thought I was going to do a BMW at one point. I was very excited. 
very <laughs> I was pretty jazzed and then it all went to shit because we like to save money we like to save money and, and be responsible yeah well not only that it's like the Acura we we even we, we actually got offered a crazy deal which was I, I never heard of this before we did it which was the one pay lease oh yeah your entire lease paid up front as yeah, one so payment. Yeah, so you basically pay all the payments up front, and you save half of the interest. So we basically save $1,800 if we pay it all up front, which is, you know, we could do it, but we would save $1,800, and what that would do is basically put us at, like, a like an 11%. So, like, we that, that would be, like, a 15% percent gain if I were to put that same eighteen hundred dollars in the market um sorry eleven thousand dollars in the market I would make that eighteen hundred in interest essentially like if I were to invest it I would make eighteen hundred bucks so it seems like a good deal like a really good savings account deal the problem is it puts us in a weird position like to month pay eleven thousand dollars to pay eleven thousand dollars in one day for a car so as as neat as it was, we're gonna stick with the monthly option. My payment goes up fifty bucks a month, which is hella stupid. Um, the residual on the car is lower than I'd like it to be. It, it's an upsetting deal at the end of the day, but I still need a car. But it's also upsetting because it's not as crazy of a deal as we got originally. Yeah, like I don't want to get taken for a ride. And now um, we're just getting taken for a normal ride, whereas before we kind of gamed the system yeah, and got kinda, a really good, yeah. really, really good deal. Yeah. Or I could just get, like, a normal car. And by normal, I mean, like, a... Like an Altima. Like a Hyundai. <laughs> I could just get a Hyundai. But I won't do it. I could, but I won't. Because there's something about driving something that feels nice. And that you like. And that I really, like, I genuinely like. And that I and that I cared for, and that made me happy. I don't know why it made me happy. But we also it's it's for different reasons because we liked your Kia. Your Kia was a lot of fun. It was the college car. It yeah. was basically made of Lego. It was made out of like the thinnest possible metal. It was like Legos and aluminum foil. Yeah, but it was the fun car. It was like a little go kart. It was a little go kart. I really I really didn't care what happened to it. But the problem with it was is that it had roll up windows. It didn't have, um, what else was, it was roll-up windows. Manual locks. Manual locks. It had a CD player. It had a CD player. Actually, that was its only... Redeeming quality. Plus. Yeah, yeah, that was its only tech feature. And then I got into what I considered at the time to be a spaceship. I got into a sweet, sweet, delicious spaceship. And uh, I was happy with the spaceship. The problem is that... I just wasn't very satisfied with the spaceship when it came to the end of the day. Like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I just want a better deal than what we're getting, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it like a champ. And yeah, so that's what we did. We went to the BMW dealership. It was going to be an extra, basically, $100 a month for way more car, though. Oh, yeah, a stupid amount of car that we do not need. So, yeah, I was going to go from an Acura TLX to a BMW 5 Series, which, for those who don't know, is a lot more car. Way nicer. Quilted leather. It's an leather. insane quilted leather. Definitely a price that I could afford every month, but I don't need to afford it. So just because I can doesn't mean that I should, and that's, like... 
Also, it's just way more than you need in order to drive to Sprouts once a week. Yeah, but I could drive there in style. Like, it'd be, like, the nicest drive to Sprouts ever. And then you'd be getting out in tennis shoes and gym shorts. Yeah, yeah. And I do have weird requirements for a car. So, really, the, the main requirement I have for a car now is that it needs to have CarPlay. That's that's the biggest... My, my biggest ask is that I don't have to deal with the stupid, stupid, archaic car interface that all these cars have because it is... Like, who uses the navigation on their car? Like, you don't use the stock navigation on your car. I, I, I actually can't use the stock navigation no, anymore. Because no. you hated it so much that you That's replaced right. my stereo. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> Lauren has a Subaru Forester, and it had stock navigation bullshit. And I just looked at it, and it, it bummed me out. It was so sad. It was sad. so bad. It was so sad, and I just got fed up. So I spent way more than I should have. I had it all ripped out, and I put in CarPlay. Because I bought it thinking it had CarPlay, and the stupid thing didn't have CarPlay. Or that we could hack it, and at the end of the day, yeah. we couldn't. Yeah, and in a fit of rage, I just, you know, bought it out, basically. I said, screw it. I'm going to go ahead and pay way more than I should and get this damn thing replaced. But it's great. And I'm happy with it now. It's I'm great. very happy with it now. Um, aftermarket stereos are cool. Like, you could do so much with it. Yeah. I, like, we could watch YouTube on her car. We could... Or, like, video conference with my car now. We could video now. conference with, 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 with the car now. I think my favorite part of the aftermarket stereo, though, is the fact that I can turn on my backup camera while I'm driving. Yeah, that and is see the cool. road flying behind me. Yeah. Which looks really weird. Yeah, so... But, yeah, so that's, so that's what we're doing here. But we have a guest on. We're not going to talk about car crap all day. Let's talk a little bit about something that not a lot of people know because we don't really talk about it much on the podcast, but uh, Lauren 3D prints stuff. I do. And why don't you talk about it? Uh, yeah, I'll give you the give you the floor here and you can talk about. So what do you do? You 3D print. What is what is Lauren builds? That's your that's your that's your passion project. So Lauren builds is my small business that I have. And I make, I started out making, originally a long time ago, when I first started, I started making cookie cutters. And I made all kinds of cookie cutters. How do you make them? Just, they're 3D printed. So, essentially, a 3D printer is a printer in that you put some computer information in, and then it spits out a physical object. It just happens that this physical object takes several hours to make usually and is made out of plastic and so it uses it's almost like how a a sewing machine uses thread and it pulls it through the machine and it puts it out at the end Um, a 3d printer uses plastic on a spool and feeds it into an extruder that is really really hot Um, 200 degrees Celsius usually for the material I use and it spits it out in a very specific pattern that you've used some software to slice into all these tiny little layers and it goes layer by layer and builds those one on top of another vertically to make your 3D printed object. Yeah, so you've Um, gone from cookie cutters over to... What I make, Other stuff. Yeah, so what I make mostly now are interchangeable ears that 
people can wear to theme parks. So if you've seen someone at um, kind of Disney before, you like, make Disney ears. I make Disney ears. You yeah. make Mickey Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah. So okay, so not just like human ears that people no no put these on their are not head. human ears or anything that like that. Just That'd wear be really weird. That'd creepy. be bizarre. But, but yeah, these are interchangeable ears. You can put them on a headband and pop them on and off and change up your designs and wear something really cool to the theme parks. So why'd you get into doing this? So I've always really liked DIY and I've liked crafting and I liked projects and we got our house six years ago. Yeah, six years, six years ago now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really loved doing DIY projects and I did a whole bunch of stuff in our house and I think it got a little, I don't want to say overwhelming. It just got to the point where we were running out of things that we could do or that I could do on my own. Yeah. But I still wanted some projects and I love doing creative things. And so this is just a smaller um, thing that I can do and a skill that I could learn in order to still kind of have that crafty element and still like making things and designing things. But it doesn't involve kind of tearing our house apart to like replace floors or paint cabinets or do any of that kind of stuff. It's a little smaller scale, a little yeah. more manageable. Yeah. And that was, and, and, it, and it was fun. Like I really enjoyed, well, so in the beginning I helped out <clears throat> a little bit, just, you know, finding the right printer, getting it in. And then I learned with Lauren, like exactly how to do everything. So the software we needed and all the techniques we needed. We started an Etsy store, and that was kind of a scam. It's not a, not a scam in the in the traditional sense. It's just the, the well, fees. The fees are really high. The fees are really high. So we ended up making. So we sold about a thousand dollars in merchandise, and had about seven hundred dollars in fees, whether that be shipping or whatever. So it it turns out that unless you're selling an absurd amount of volume on Etsy, it doesn't make a ton of sense. So We've yeah, seen it's hard to we've gain seen ground. other three D printing shops though that are making like ten thousand dollars a month in revenue. So basically, money coming in. I don't know how much in fees you need to pay if you bring in ten grand a month, but I would assume that you could leave with a couple thousand dollars, smiling. At the end of the day, my only problem is that you know you need to have so much volume on Etsy to make it worth it. These these ears, you know, they're not quick things to make you know they take a lot of time the printers are slow because you know they're melting plastic and putting them out there so yeah it takes a lot of time to yeah print something. it is it's cool because you do get that like creative itch out of the way and um yeah so i do the music stuff and that's how i get my creative itch out of the way like how do you get new ideas like i, I feel like when i'm when i'm creative i have an idea then i can kind of record it into my phone how does that work for, like, 3D printing? Do you just see something and then you work on it? Or how does that work? Yeah, so sometimes... Uh, recently, I've actually been getting a lot of requests. So I've had people reaching out to me to do some custom work, which I don't do a whole lot of because it's really time and labor-intensive. And so I really don't do very much of that. But typically, when I'm coming up with ideas, you know, as far as having a, like a Disney small shop there's a lot of material that you can kind of gather from for inspiration so there's all there are always movies and tv shows and things that people want in order to have they want something related to that 
that um, that material, that that theme, and that they can wear. And so there's a lot of inspiration there, but also seasonally, people want you know things that are themed around the holidays or the parties that they're going to at the parks. Uh, a lot of times, sometimes people want things that are food themed. And so I've got some ideas I'm working on right now that are kind of themed around theme park food. That Disney can food. Be really you don't really care about Universal Studios food. I do. I do. I do. What? Care. What is that? Mainly even, Harry Potter. What to is be honest. it? Like butter beer. So, okay, you so, know, you, so you're making like Disney but, and Harry you know, Potter Mickey stuff. Mickey shaped food. So yeah, yeah so really Mickey fun. and Harry Potter. Like, there's nothing else. Like when you say and theme so, park, you you mainly just mean Disney World. Mainly, yeah. You only. I'm trying mean to be World. inclusive, but really it is. No, the other ones don't matter. For Disney. What is it about Disney that's so much fun? Like, why is it so much better? Because let's just be honest, it's it's so much better than anything else out there. What is it about Disney that, like, the Disney theme parks, for you, that's just so much better than Universal? Because Universal's right there, and they have, you know, rides based off of popular movies and interesting things and I, I I guess like Islands of Adventure is you know Jurassic Park and all that fun stuff but there's just something that when you go to these Universal Parks they feel kind of dirty they feel just like dilapidated even though they it's are grittier. fresh I think it's a it's a the grittier. themes are different the themes of you know stuff is more serious and a little more um, you know sometimes a little more scary and I think they're just a little more geared toward, like, only adult audiences, whereas kind of Disney is everyone. And I think, you know, we grew up in the kind of Disney renaissance time of when we were kids when they were going through all of the animated, the films that are really, really popular and really kind of staples of classic Disney um, film like their filmography and so I think that really was a big deal to us as kids and so yeah. that's like we have a, like a strong foundation as yeah, far but as that like, goes yeah but like customer service though but yeah Disney just does everything so well they're, they have they're really straightforward in their communication and the the consistency I think is really great um you know, we've had really great experiences when we've been to the parks or even, you know, especially like when we went to Hawaii and stayed at Aulani. Yeah, so everything is just that cleaner. awesome. Is that what it is? I'm just trying to boil it down. Is it, is, it, is it really just cleaner? I think it's really clean and I think it's just really solid as far as the like quality goes. I think it's the consistency um, of the brand and I think they spend a lot of time and effort on that. Just to get that cool, just to get good, like they try hard. Yeah, yeah, they try really hard, and so. So yeah, I just don't get it because Universal Studios, you would think they have you know just as as, as much money. The parks are as big. It just it just doesn't feel fun. Every time I go, I end up I end the day disappointed. I end the day I show up and I was like, why 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 did I even come here? It seems like a well, complete waste of time. We're not as interested in the. Um, is and anyone it, though? Yeah, yeah. There are tons of people that love Universal. You think there are and people that are like, you know what? Screw Disney. Universal is the best. I'm sure there are people. I, yeah. I seriously I'm doubt sure, it. I think, I think there are more people that are uh, into Universal because they're more of a Harry Potter fan than a Disney. fan. Yeah, but it's little. Like, 
the Harry Potter section is maybe an hour's worth no, of you activities. Could, you could spend a whole day in the Harry Potter section. I don't if think you, you could. To. Between both the rest parks. of the park is garbage, though. Yeah, it's kind of the rest of the park is absolute trash. It's kind of trash. Dated. I think it's that dated. It's not. It's just. I just. I just don't think it's as good. And what else is there? Like, what? What else is competing with Disney World? We haven't been to Dollywood. No, we've never what, been to Dollywood. Which I've heard is is cool. Nice, yeah. But it's not Disney. Like, it, I don't think it's anywhere. Or, and I think if we go in expecting it'll be like Disney, that we'd be disappointed probably. Yeah, you see, and I don't know why anyone would even want to do that. Just, just don't set yourself up for disappointment. Just go to Disney is kind of what we're saying. Yeah. But it's funny because it's taken a lot of convincing to get you ready to go back to Disney. Well, we're because, going in January. Yeah, yeah. So we are going in January. Lauren's running a race. My thing is that I feel like I'm so oversaturated. So for those who don't know, Lauren really, really likes Disney parks. And I get really, really tired of hearing about it. Like, really, really tired about it. Because there's, 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 there's like, a whole, like, cult around it, right? There's, like, this, like... Say it's a culture. It's a cult. There's a Disney cult on YouTube where these people who, who, who make content just around Disney parks all the time. And it's kind of, like, the same way I feel about 24-hour news. There's only so much you could really talk about. So when these people on these YouTube channels are talking about, you know, oh, here are the new lights. They have, look at these cables we found. They're getting ready for this Halloween spectacular that they do every year and they make it this huge deal. And I just don't get it. Well, I'm trying to understand the, what is the appeal at people who watch like Tim Tracker? I like for Tim the, Tracker. For the love I like them. of all things... I just don't understand why people care so much. Well, and I don't think that you have to understand. It's just not, you're not but into it. But I'm interested. It. Like, what is it? Like, I don't know anything else that people like that much. Uh, yeah, like, there are lots of things that people like that much. Yeah, totally. You you watch Hearthstone videos. Oh, I do. I could watch people play. See, that's... Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I could see that. Yeah, it's, and I have no idea how people get that into it. Well, the thing is that I feel like there is a, a game attached to it, right? So I could see something happening on the screen and do it on my phone that minute. Like, I could see something and I, and I could replicate and I could play the game on my phone and do the same thing. My thing with people who are, you know, obsessively watching this Disney content is that you can't even, like, the cost of experiencing what's happening on the screen is so high. But I think that's what's helpful about it is that the cost is really high and so it helps to see what's out there and actually see what people kind of get opinions on it and see if yeah. you would actually like it or not because if you're going to spend all that money to go there, you may not want to go during you know, Halloween, if you are not a big Halloween party. They just started. The first Halloween party was last night. It's August. And so what if there are people that want to make sure they go during the summer because they don't care about Halloween or they don't like Halloween or they want to make sure that they go when it's decorated for Christmas and they want to see it. And, and some people, like, I like seeing things so that I can get excited about them and look forward to actually seeing it in person. You see, and that's, and, and that's where we differ the most because I am so tired 
of Disney content and Disney videos. I just don't want to... Like, there are no surprises whatsoever. And that's what I really look forward to. Like, I'd be way more excited for the trip if I just knew that there was a Star Wars section that just opened. And that's all I knew. I'd be super stoked. The fact that I know every single thing about the Star Wars section of the park. The fact that I know that, like, even... Like, like we're going to do the, um, the lightsaber ritual thing, right? Yes. The fact that I know every single beat of that presentation like what they're gonna say what happens at the end how you put it together what the light what every possible combination of the lightsaber is gonna look like what the crystals that go inside of it are gonna be also i know the secret that if you buy the red crystal there's a chance you'll get a black crystal you know i there's no there are no surprises whatsoever none i know everything i know what all the possible drinks are. I know which ones are the most popular. I know all the cups that they're going to have. And I know what the ride is like. I know that, like, the Millennium Falcon ride, there are five different, you know, outcomes on that ride. I know exactly how each of those play out. I know that it's very difficult to do. And it's just, what is there to look forward to? And for me, there's nothing to look forward to. I'm excited to see you run... I'm excited to see you be happy. That's about it. Because everything else, it's just been... I've been assaulted. Assaulted by it on YouTube. And that's why I just don't know... Maybe I just want the surprises. I want to be surprised. Well, and I've basically stopped telling you things about our trip. Because someone has to plan it. Because there have been times when I've tried to ask you if you want to go do a certain thing on yeah. a trip. And you say... I don't care. Surprise me. And then when you find out that there was another option, you're like, oh, I wish we could. I want to do that. That sounds really cool. And I say, well, I didn't know because I couldn't even explain to you the options because you wanted to be totally surprised. I would rather be surprised. A hundred percent. If I get (laughs) battered over the head, I don't want to go. Like, like Disney, I could wait another 10 years before we went. Like as much as I like going, it's just the amount of content. And, And that's just how we differ. So like we... This is like a, you know, like people can be different. You don't need to agree with everything everyone says, even if they're your spouse. Like that's just, it's definitely something that we're both really different at is that I really need surprises. I I need novelty. I like to know, like, I like to, so basically I would like to know, oh, there are some secrets at the Star Wars thing. That gives me something to anticipate. You know what I'm saying? So I get, I, I get excited, ooh, there's something I could learn, there's something I, I could explore. When it's all laid out, and I know exactly what's going to happen in this store, like, these people are going to pretend like this isn't where you make lightsabers, because it's this, this is supposed to be a secret base, and I know exactly the words that they're going to say, and I'm just like, then who cares? No big deal. I want more. I want to be where the people are. <laughs> I want to see, want to see them dancing, Okay. I want surprises. Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I think that's a good place to stop there. Yeah, oh yeah, me too. It, it gets it gets weird sometimes. Yeah, it does. And you think, you would think that with my wife I could be not as weird. I'm myself. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to yeah, change yeah, yeah. for nobody. Of course, so. of course. Um yeah, this is this this is a pretty good place to stop. We're going to go ahead and pick up next week. Yeah, next week we will have the thrilling conclusion of the uh, car ride with uh, josh and lauren yeah if you yeah this is going to be a good next week so go ahead and tune in or or don't 
Or don't. Yeah. If you didn't like what you heard this week, it's, skip next week. And you know what? Next week is going to be better. Yeah. If I, I can remember so. anything from this conversation, is that it got better the more heated it got. Yeah. Yeah. So stick around and we will see you next week. I'm Josh. I'm Drew. And that was Lauren. This is nothing to say with <laughs> Josh and Drew. I'm talking.